Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Block sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is the Epic Piecast with your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hello, loyal listener. Welcome back. This is episode 71 of the Epic Piecast brought to you from Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And we are back two episodes in a row. Oh my goodness. I know. <laughs> Call the press. Two episodes in a row. I don't even, I don't want to go back and look at our, our uh, yeah. posting history. But sure. Uh, two episodes in a row has not happened in a while. <laughs> in a while. We are inconsistent. We are inconsistent, and we are so celebrating our consistency by doing this two months in a row that we're practically asking ourselves for a round of applause <laughs> for just doing this right. two months right. in a row. I not want even a, co- a weekly show. I want a cookie for doing my job. I will give you a cookie when we take a break. Yay! Not yet, though, because that does not... Uh, lend itself to good radio because you'll hear the chewing. Yeah, no, 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 no. No one needs to hear me masticate on the, on the on the ear earphones. Oh, certainly not. We have underage listeners. Masticate. Oh, right. got it. Right. Well, holy shit! It's the end of the year. I know. The end of the decade. Oh shit! That's right. It, it is, is the end of days. Okay. All right. Spoiler. Spoiler. It is it is probably not the end of days. Probably but not. That could it's happen at any time. Oh, sure. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's unlikely. But it is the end of a decade. It is the end of a decade, yes. Uh, uh Jesus. Yeah. Fucking fuck. We are just 2 years shy of this podcast being 10 years old. 
<laughs> Will we make it? Place your bets. Uh, I mean, chances are pretty good. Uh, yeah. Chances are pretty good. We we could have abandoned a long time ago. I know. That's that's just it. We could have walked away from this at any point in the last seven years. Uh, so Welcome back to the Epic Piecast, everybody. <laughs> we like to intro every show by talking about how disinterested we are in our show. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like every time I think nobody's listening. Somebody writes an email and tells uh, and tells us like how great we are and how like like listening to us got them over a particular trouble or like, you know, listening to my cancer gave them sort of like insight in their own stuff. Listening to your struggles with like depression and medication gave them some sort of insight. like it's every time I feel like, you know what, I think we've said everything we want to say. Somebody chimes in to say, hey, you know what, just want to let you know. What you're doing, I don't know how many people are listening, but I'm listening and you have and you've made a difference in this person's life. And I'm like, well, fuck. I guess we gotta keep doing this dumb thing. That I mean you basically summed up my career. Is, is <laughs> I, I, I hate the sound of my voice. I hate rapping. I hate recording and touring all of it. But every now and then somebody comes to a show with like tears in their eyes yeah. and they're really psyched that I'm there. And so I guess I'll put on a dirty suit and go out again. <laughs> um, there is one thing I want to start talking about before we get to right the meat. What uh, this yeah. episode is is really going to be dedicated to. Um, we've spent some time together this week. We went yeah. to a cultural event. Yes, we did. That happened this week. Yes. And in doing so, we we we've had this tradition. I, I'm just I'm not going to like talk around it yeah. we're gonna talk about star wars we're gonna talk about star wars a lot yeah yeah we saw rise of skywalker we did and you know we have had the same crew since uh since the disney star wars movie started coming out since yeah yeah force awakens rogue one last jedi solo yeah and now rise of skywalker and yeah. all five of those movies uh-huh. we saw opening night yeah. With the same crew of four people. Is it? Is that true? It was you and me, yeah. Buddy Buxom, and MC Frontalot. Oh, right. We have not broken our no our quorum of nerdery uh, for four years. Wow. Same four people, yeah. four years. Yeah. And so we did go and see it. Now, a part of this tradition has been every year that we get together yeah. and we meet at a bar near the theater that where we see the movie. Yep. We have some drinks. We talk about how we're excited about Star Wars. Shop. We you, go, we go, you, you, take, you take some illegal marijuana pot weed pills. I, yes. <laughs> uh, and then we go see the movie. Yes. And then, uh, and then we'll usually like afterward, we're all like, we'll all discuss it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to last night. No. You had it somewhere to be. Yeah. Damien had to catch a flight. Right. Bunny had to work early in the morning. Sure. So I just sat up alone until like four in the morning talking to my cats. Oh, Jesus. About the intricacies. Where's this going? No, this is where it's going. <laughs> in that yesterday was the, the first time that I, I'd uh, seen you and Damien in, in, a, in a minute. Yeah, in a little and while. We got together and we talked about how excited we were about Star Wars and we did not talk about the other gigantic goddamn thing that happened this week. What's that? Really? What's that? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump was impeached <laughs> by the House. Yes, he was. Yay! Yes, he was. It really happened. It really happened. I, I guess I'm taking it with a grain of salt because it doesn't change anything. It won't change anything. I, I know that you think that. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I look like it's I, I get I get the, its importance and its significance. You know what I mean? Like I get the cultural and historical gravitas of it. Third president in U.S. Yeah. history that has been impeached. Yeah, I get it. But the problem is, I guess we're, we're going to go. We're going to I guess we'll go down this rabbit hole. Like you need a two thirds majority to remove him from office. And that's right. just not going to happen. Right. But what they can do, and I think that I think this is what ultimately the only thing they can do is they can prevent him from running again. And you only need a majority vote for that. So it's a, I didn't. This is not something that I'm aware of. This oh, is yeah. not this is not a lot. Of yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, uh, uh, they can. The next step would be to remove him from office. And that vote's just not going to happen because they just don't have the numbers because well, because the GOP is going to yeah. lock arms around him and exactly. the Senate vote. I mean, yeah. Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham have both made no secret about the fact oh, yeah. on all of their on the, all of their press appearances yeah. that they are going to absolutely try to get this over with as quickly as possible and that there's no way he is going to be He won't be removed. removed. Um, okay, that's and that's fine. What they can do is stop him from running a second term because you only you only need a majority vote for that. Okay, that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Uh he can also not be pardoned. That is also true. Yes, he can't be pardoned. All right. Now, this is the thing that I I see echoed a lot this week. Yeah. I I saw a lot of people posting that they were excited that Trump had been impeached. Yeah. And then a lot of other people showing up in the comments and being like, well, this doesn't mean anything because there's still got to be a vote in the Senate. He's not going to be removed. These are two separate things. And I think that they should be talked about as separate things. Yes. There's no way he's going to be removed from office by this political process. By this. By this. By uh, this current administration. No, this is. he, He is not. The, the Senate is not going to vote to remove him from office in the same way that Senate Democrats voted against removing Bill Clinton from office. Yeah. And he was impeached by a GOP controlled house yeah. back in the 90s. But it is important to note this, that even if it's just a symbolic gesture, if it's, oh, if it's absolutely yes. symbolic and maybe it won't mean a lot to voters in swing states and maybe it won't mean a lot to his supporters or his uh his most committed detractors. Right, right. That, the none the, the maybe, Kool-Aid drinkers, that, yeah. What matters about this... The fence Is that... No, is that this is going to forever stick in his craw. <laughs> that he has this scarlet letter that has only been shared by two presidents. One who was Nixon, who was... Well, well he, he, he resigned before they, before they even, he, he before went, they even the, went that route. Shame, yeah. right. And and Clinton, who clearly Trump has very uh, negative feelings about that family, <laughs> and this will always be with him. Yeah, no matter what, he'll he can, he'll, he he'll be always be introduced as the uh, former impeached president. Well, I I don't think I don't think his friends at Fox News will, but perhaps when he has some of his like civil trials that are waiting him to leave office, uh, maybe then some cheeky prosecutor will introduce him as that in court but what's important is that this is always going to stick with him no matter how much how many rallies he screams about it no matter how many fox and friends appearances he screams about it it will always be with him and i think it's symbolic because even as or, or it's important because even as a symbolic gesture it is for once once shows that a rich white man who has been given everything he has ever wanted, that there is some modicum of consequence for his shit 
fucking behavior, even if he surrounds himself by yes men and sycophants, he cannot, like, wish this away with tweets. A rich white guy who's never really had to work, who has only ever been given everything he wants and has always managed to overcome whatever persecution he feels he's experiencing will forever wear the branding of the consequence of his shit behavior. And that gives me hope. Yeah, that gives me hope too, Schaefer. Would you care for an apple? I would love an apple. I don't have any. Put in a sound effect of apple right here. Uh, we'll we'll get the um, we'll get we'll, the foley we'll, artist. We'll get the guys in the tech room. Yes, to do that in post. We'll get the epic pie cast uh, post production. I just thought I thought it was I thought, <laughs> I thought it was very exciting. It felt like it happened very suddenly, and of course, like the, the big. Really, I'm sorry. Year. You felt it happened suddenly. Well, no. When they when from the time like a few months ago when oh i see when, from like from the hearings to the when to the vote, house democrats yeah. said that they were going to introduce articles of impeachment to headlines that say trump impeached was a short amount of time <laughs> and of course the the supporters argument is, is constantly like oh he's being impeached over nothing because this is seems to be like this is al capone's tax evasion basically the way i see it yeah yeah uh, everybody knew they, did, they, did, they didn't get him for the for the bootlegging they got it for taxes yeah they did not. They did, did, not, not did not get him for the murders. They got him for lying on his taxes. They did not impeach Trump for violating campaign finance laws to no. pay hush money to a porn star to cover up an affair yep. that he lied about on camera in public. They got him for bullying a nation to <laughs> digging up dirt on his political rival and holding military aid yeah. over his head. Blah, blah, blah. This is about as much about politics as I care to actually talk okay. about on our podcast. Okay. I just feel that no, it was... No, I get it. Because I couldn't believe it last night I when I got it. home. Relevant. I was like, Star Wars, oh my God, and then this happened, and then that happened, and holy fuck my heart, Trump got impeached this week. The week a Star Wars movie came out. I remember... I must have been a good boy this year. I remember, and this, and this, is, this, is, this will be my final thought on it, I guess. I remember way back when, I'd say about three years ago now. Okay. When uh, Trump was elected to office, we had a podcast, and the first thing you said was something along the lines of, well, we got a king of America now. <laughs> yeah. And you just said, just, it's all on fire, and now, uh, now you are sort of elated at the inevitable news that, uh, uh, that our uh, commander-in-chief um, is uh, a dick. Basically. You know, even if a douchebag. He, He's a douchebag. Right. So say even let's say he d is allowed to run for a second term. Yeah. Let's say he's even elected for that certain term that for the second term. That's an absolutely horrific nightmare scenario that I don't want to happen. Yeah. But even if that happens, I will still find comfort knowing that it will bother him every moment <laughs> that he was one of three presidents in history to be impeached in the same way that like at this point, like an evangelical magazine uh, today oh, called, right. called I, for I, him to be removed I, I from actually office. read the article. I read the article in, in yeah. something called Christians Today or something or uh, Christianity Today. Christianity Today. Yeah, yeah I read it. And, and I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but. I completely agree with yeah, a Billy Graham started that magazine. Yeah, I completely agree with a 
evangelical article, a magazine article. And Trump even went to his Twitter Uh, to like condemn their position by saying, well, they're just a far left publication because- Are you fucking kidding me? Christianity Today started by Billy Graham. Billy fucking Graham. Yeah. As far right as you can possibly ever get. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So- I don't know. I don't know. And he can he can shout these things at his supporters all the time, and they will always like back him up, no matter what nonsense we've seen time and time again. But I find that like knowing that he, even if he has a second term, that he's going to have to carry around this constant nagging irritation at his <laughs> at this blemish on him. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. A it makes me as happy. It makes me as happy as I feel that the people who support him don't really like him. I feel that they just hate liberals so much. Yeah. That they support him because they know how much it bothers liberals. I can deal with a second term knowing how much his impeachment is going to bother him all the time. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. Let's yes, get, let's get this back on track to some kind of like I don't know pop culture podcast. All right. Um, he was a game show host, so this is pop culture. That's true. Um, who do you think it bothers more, Clinton or Donald Trump? Because Clinton was also impeached. He wasn't removed from office, and he got a second term. Who do I think it bothers more? Yeah. Oh, it obviously bothers Trump more. You don't, you don't think it bothers... Trump did a, one of his like public group therapy rallies oh, at, in Michigan. The night, like while he was being impeached. And it's just this delightful, screaming, red-faced tirade of non-sequiturs and, and rants and, and grievances. And like Clinton, I'm sure it really bothered him being impeached, but... He still was like presidential about it. He still took his licks and right. Yeah, he. I mean, he fucked up. He lied to the American people about yeah. his thing, and that was the standard by which we impeached a president. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think he handled it a lot better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. You don't have to. That was. I just think that was an important newsworthy <laughs> item that I wanted to bring up. How have you been since the last time we recorded? Uh, I am well. Are, are, well, great. Roll the music. <laughs> we this did, we, has been the no. other podcast. We did Episode a thing together so- this week. Oh my God, that's right. We did do a thing. Oh, let's, let's never do it that way again, ever. Cause you mean that length? That, yeah, that length. Uh, you were incredibly ambitious and i don't think you could handle another one like that to be honest so folks uh, last year i released a holiday single called house tickle pfeiffer and right. because it was inspired by and heavily sampled a uh, christmas story we did this thing as a goof on uh, the television channel tbs because every year they play 24 hours of 24 it, yeah. hours of christmas story so we did a, a live stunt with with uh, Lugo's assistance. I performed my song last year in a Facebook live video. I performed the song 21 times in a row yeah. over the course of an hour and 12 minutes. Hour and 12 minutes. Yeah, one hour of House Tickle Fight. With, with costume changes and props and stuff. And <laughs> at the end of it, I was like, that was really stupid. That was I knew really it was going to be stupid. I'm never doing that again. It was exhausting and I hate myself. Yeah. So fast forward a year, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that again, but I now have a Patreon and I've been yeah. telling my supporters that at a particular tier, you will be privy to periodic live streaming concerts yeah. that will only be for Patreon supporters. Yeah, I like that. And so we were like, well, we're going to do that. Let's do I it. To, let's do it over. Let's yeah. do it in December. It'll be, it'll take the place of the House Tickle Pfeiffer last year. Yeah. We'll do this one hour yeah. streaming concert. 
Except it wasn't an hour. It was not an hour. It was it was ambitious in that like we we worked out the <laughs> audio, the the tech, so that we could do direct audio. And so I gotta just, well, I gotta say before we move on that audio uh, uh, hookup technical thing that you pulled off. Yeah, nothing short of a fucking Christmas miracle. Thank you. I mean the wires and inputs and devices and just ever the, the fact that we didn't like short out and explode is impressive you know i and i still like after the fact i know ways that i could improve it for next time because if you listen to the playback it like it kind of dips in and when when i hit the mic hard i could never i could never hear all of the audio kind of gets kicked in the balls and when everything is yeah well when everything is going on you couldn't hear me on the mic but when nothing else was on you could hear me just fine yeah and i i uh, i would it require additional software as well as well as gear to fix that for the next time <laughs> okay. so anyway so i said to luga come over we'll set up dj gear yeah we're gonna do a live stream concert yeah it's gonna be an hour of music yeah and you sent me 31 songs yeah but i sent you 31 <laughs> knowing i wasn't gonna do 31 i told you i was i just wanted you to have all of these and then we would whittle it down so i cut it down to 15 right which is still Played back to back, that is under an hour's worth of music. Oh, absolutely. Except you didn't uh, factor in the need to, um, what's the word? Breathe. Yeah, but I did. (laughs) But I thought there would be less pauses between songs because I wouldn't be doing crowd work. Well, no, but you still need a minute to catch your breath. I do. And like, we need to, like, I miss the banter. I miss the, the back and forth jokes, you know? That, that we have come up with. Yeah. We did a little of that. A little bit. Only yeah. because I saw you fucking suffering and I had to put the brakes on it. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't want you to die. You're like my own personal Mickey. <laughs> That's a Rocky reference for you kiddos. <laughs> cut, my, cut me. Mickey, cut me. <laughs> You're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. So if, if you are, are someone who uh, saw both uh, House Tickle Pfeiffer, uh, the one hour House Tickle Pfeiffer and the Patreon video. Uh, send us an email and let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. We could use your feedback for next year. Um, maybe it won't be Christmas, but if you have ideas about a live streaming event for his Patreon, uh, shoot us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com. That's epicpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Listen, we are going to do it again. We're going to do and a Christmas one? Oh, no, we're going to do it. No, we're not going to do it <gasps> again this month. Wait, can I pitch you an idea? Hold on. We're going to do more live streaming concerts. Yeah. We're going to do them periodically. Yeah. We are not, I'm not going to do another 90 minute set. Thank you. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. We'll keep it tight. Thank you. We'll do a little scripting of our bits. Good. We'll maybe Less create, is more, my friend. Less Create is more. like a gimmick or a narrative that ties a, a set together. Maybe we'll make sure. these like little short like maybe maybe walk in guest appearances. Yeah. We'll just hide <laughs> we'll just hide front a lot in the bedroom yes. for like 25 minutes and have him wander we'll out. We'll get Miss Eves and and Lex come in. Sure. Like, "Oh, who's that at the door?" Yeah, we'll have them all just like hang out in the kitchen. Yes. Um, but then we'll be like, "You can't speak. You guys can hang out here." Yeah. But you can't say anything. But you can't say anything. Uh, here's my pitch. Okay. Halloween concert. Halloween concert? Yeah. Gosh, though, I don't have any material that would be considered appropriate for Halloween. Okay, that's a great idea. Yeah. We'll do a Halloween concert. On Halloween? <gasps> Ooh. Nobody ever has... Mm. Adults never have plans on Halloween. That Child, go, Childless adults never have plans on Halloween. <laughs> There's well, usually even, a little party no, the even, weekend before. Even child... Even people... Even parents with 
even people with children don't have plans on Halloween most of the time. Okay. Um, that's actually not a bad idea. I think we should do one sooner. I think we should do one in March. March? Why yeah. March? Because it's three months away. <laughs> will, will it be uh, uh, Caesar themed? Caesar themed? Oh, because the Ides? Mm-hmm. Sure. It could be... Can we wear togas? Uh, Sure. Okay. Laurel wreaths? Or I, you could dress like a leprechaun? Mm. That's You're racist. not crazy about that. Oh, that's racist? <laughs> that's racist against Boston. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, but I'll say a thing that's been delightful about that is then that that's like, you know, we don't see each other as frequently as we used to. No, but we, really. this week. We've seen each other a lot. We spent like all day Jesus. together Saturday yeah. doing sound check for that show and then yeah. a 90 minute show. And then a few days later, we got to see Star Wars. And, and now here we are again listening to me. Complain about the president. Uh, any any excuse to be in the same room with you? Oh, any friend. any okay. wow, uh, any and all. Shit, any and all. I need you to look at something and tell me if it looks infected. Okay. Whoa. I'm gonna need some gloves and a uh, a cotton swab. Um. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Okay. We're not gonna do that. I'll get professional medical care. Mm. I mean, I don't have anything. That's Whatever. Infected, by the way, I, I mean, mean, I was, I was. I threw a bluff and you called that bluff and bravo. Uh, that's called yes and my friend. Oh, that's some showbiz shit. I don't. Fair enough. I don't understand anything. About Fair that. enough. Um, but what else? What else uh, is, is is new? This is typically the part of the show where we catch up. <laughs> I know. It's weird to do a catch up because we did an episode last month. I know. The thing is, we like we've seen each other so much this month. Uh, I don't know. I think. Um. Your cat is freaking the fuck out over He's there. He's always freaking the fuck out. He must have passed a mirror. Okay. And he was like, oh my God, I look like this? <laughs> oh, he's looking for the other one and he found him. Great. Okay. Now he's going to, the other one was sleeping peacefully and now it's ruined. Okay. Fuck you, Henry. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think I, I got, I got some big news in terms of like my solo show, which I'll save for the plugs. Um... I guess that's it, really. I guess I'm just uh, uh, really excited uh, for Lisa and I's uh, first Christmas as a married couple. Oh shoot! Um, and I think I think she's going to be angry at all the presents I got her because she never wants anything, and so mm-hmm. I kind of have to fucking guess. And then I buy shit, and, I, and then I, the second I have it, I go, "Fuck! Why did I get that?" Yeah, I do a lot of that. She's gonna fucking hate me. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm glad I got a front row seat for that going down. Well, the good news is that this episode episode happens after Christmas, right? It airs the day after Christmas. Perfect. So, I got I got Lisa uh, a bunch of different things. Um, I got her a, a, a makeup palette okay. uh, thing. And the reason why... And she doesn't, she's, like, she doesn't, she's actually not someone who generally wears makeup all that often. Yeah. Um, but I got it because she had placed it on our wedding registry and nobody had gotten it. So I figured, oh, she put it there. She must want it. I'm going to get it for her. And but but then she then told me like later, <laughs> um, oh, I only put it on there because I was just looking for stuff to put on there. I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, so that, <laughs> that, that's not that can't be entirely accurate because it's like you could have put a toilet plunger on there if you were just like trying to fill up the list that. Well, I guess that's true. You could have put. Uh, a SpongeBob sleeping bag. Well, I mean, but the thing is, like, she loves pajamas. 
she loves dogs. And I think one of the first gifts I ever gave her was some pajamas with like dog motifs on them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got her another pair of dog pajamas. Damn. But like, but then is that like, am I only doing that because I know it's a winner? Like I know it's a win rather than having to think like really hard about something like really personal and meaningful. Like, is 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 that the lowest fruit on the tree? I'm well, thinking? You, that that's not the only gift you got her. You said you got her like a, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't go like. I got her a T-shirt that says "Dog Mom" on it. Well, you guys are about to be <laughs> a dog mom and a dog dad, so that's fitting. But you can't really. I feel like pajamas are always a slam dunk, and I I'm I don't know what Lisa's feelings are on the matter. Yeah. but I am a person who's never going to say. Whoa. Yeah. That's too many pajamas. No. I have yeah. so many pajamas. I gave Lisa pajamas Christmas yeah. for, for Christmas last year. She fucking loves it's those. It's like fucking, a, a corgi, a corgi. Ki, kigurumi. Yeah. She yeah. loves that. I I would I I just think I, I don't think you can go wrong with I got her uh I got her I bought because I, I kept panicking and so I kept buying more things. Yeah, I do that. Um for stocking stuffers, I went to New York Cake. Mm-hmm. And I bought the single most expensive tiny bottle of vanilla bean paste I've ever gotten in my entire <laughs> fucking life. As a stocking stuffer. Yeah, and you spent a fortune on that. Yeah. Yeah. I probably spent more on that one thing than on any other one thing. Stocking stuffer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe like... Lisa, if you're listening to this, I love you very much. Maybe you take one of the larger <laughs> items that doesn't yeah. fit in a stocking yeah. and you hide it somewhere in the apartment. And then in a small box, you put in, the, in, in her stocking a little map. Oh. And then you're like, it's still a stocking stuffer, but you had to go look for it. Yeah. And no. then you put, the, you put the vanilla paste that you bought from a no. sultan <laughs> at, the, at the local trading post. And then you put that under the tree. Uh, uh, I got her a book about dogs written by a psychologist who studies dogs. Fuck, I thought you were going to say it was written by a dog, and I was, like, so excited. (laughs) (laughs) A book about dogs written by a dog, I would read it. I'd read that, too, actually. Um, Like, you know her very well. You're married. Yeah, but the thing is, she is that irritatingly kind of person who never wants or needs anything, ever. And so, like, also, she hates stuff. She doesn't collect anything. She doesn't, like, and also, at the same time, almost never really buys anything for herself. Yeah. So, like, she's this perfect storm of the impossible person to get a gift for. No. Wrong. <gasps> she has a lot of interest. Oh, there are she a lot, has a ton of interest. I know, no, no. Interest. She has a lot yeah. of interest. There are a lot of things that she would really enjoy that would delight her. You're only saying that she's difficult to shop for because in the past decade, you've mostly bought gifts for me and your nephews and your niece, (laughs) all four of whom are children. You can just give us some plastic trinket that represents a thing that we like. And and I'm assuming your, your very small niece will just throw this on top of her shelf along with her collection of plastic toys <laughs> like as, peop- as you gesture to your shelf of plastic people toys. like you and me are very easy to buy gifts for that doesn't make lisa difficult to buy gifts for we're just really easy 
I see what you're saying. Yeah, what, I mean, I what, see what you're saying. You can put an R two D two on anything and put it in a box, and I'm gonna be fucking tickled. I can put a Batman on anything and give it to you. Here's a Batman spatula. You'll eyes I would, will well up. I will. <laughs> True. I'm, they're, they're welling up a little bit now. Just thinking about a Batman. <laughs> oh, I'm spatula. sorry, dude. You are totally not getting. God a Batman damn it! My love of Batman and my love of spatulas will forever go unacquited unrequited well, so there's still a couple shopping days before christmas yeah. so if you're listening to this and you'd like to get me a batman spatula send an email to epicpodcast at gmail.com that's epicpodcast at gmail.com uh but yeah i love my wife very much i'm excited i have had i have hosted mm. christmas for 10 years 10 consecutive years yeah. I've, I've hosted christmas yeah. here and this will be the first year that that you're hosting that I'm that I'm going to Christmas at Lugo's place. Yeah, well I've never had an apartment that was worthy of spending any time in before. Yeah, I mean no, you've you've had decent places that but eh. it was always like mine's going to be already full of cooking and, and people come over. <laughs> I already have a tree up. Come over here, put on your pajamas. We'll watch we'll watch Ralphie Parker and hey, cat, get down. What a prick. Um so this is the first year I'm not doing that, and I'm thrilled because it's, it'll be the first year that I've spent the holidays at your new place and also with the two of you as a married couple. And I think, yeah. that, I think that that is very uh, nice. And I have 10 years worth of being uh, of impatience <laughs> to make up for. I don't know when this started, but I remember it was like a couple Christmases ago and uh -huh. I just came in. You got your little bag of goodies. You had your pajamas on. You plopped down on the couch, and you're like, when are we eating? <laughs> <laughs> I have been waiting. Well, it's kind of like Darth mm, Maul said in yeah. said in uh, the Phantom Menace. Sure. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Okay. Well, you may want to slow your roll there, Chappie, because oh, well, Lisa's not going to play with that. Lisa will fucking cut you. Yeah, but I'll direct it all at you. Why? I'm not going to be in the kitchen. Yes, you will. Mm. I mean, I'll sous chef, but you'll like... be excited to play with your new Batman spatula. <laughs> I'm gonna flip them taters with a Batman spatula. Flip taters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you should not be in the kitchen. Fair enough. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Everybody's getting hash browns. Well, she's a vegetarian. Well, yeah. That. Oh, oh forget it. Uh <laughs> Okay, so I think I think we need to, unless you have something else, I think we should I'm, just no, take a break. I'm, I'm good. Let's take a break. Uh, you're gonna you're, you're gonna, and we're gonna talk about Star Wars. We're gonna talk about Star Wars. Ta -da! <laughs> Folks, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back in just a moment. And what's your name, little boy? My name is Schaefer. And what do you want for Christmas? Vengeance. Dear Santa, 
in thine glorious fear and vast power. I've been a good boy all this year, well a half of the past hour. When I wrote this letter to let you know what I want for Christmas, there's one thing on my wish list, and if only I could get this, then I'd be the happiest follower in all of your congregation. I'd get dolled up like you in a shopping mall while singing all of your praises. See, there's this guy who's been fucking with me for what seems like ages, and I've tried writing him off in my rhymes in like dozens of pages. But I can't shake him, he keeps berating me, making me crazy, and I haven't done a thing about it yet. Now I've been patiently waiting for the 25th of December, trembling, just barely behaving, anxious for a saint to go and take him. Oh, and his name is... Fuck him, I ain't even gonna say the name of this evil douche Lest I accidentally summon up his ugly ass like he was Beetlejuice Then I'd be stuck here with him, all alone with him, with no witnesses Forced to force feed him a turkey with salmonella and all of the trimmingses See Santa, I don't wanna have to do this on my own I'd rather spend my holidays with loved ones and others at home So I'm asking you to visit him Christmas Eve when he's under his covers And do your worst, just make sure the fucker suffers Our Savior and Lord, who art at the North Pole Hail Santa! Hail Santa! Please visit my old foe and torture his poor soul Fa la 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 la, his end is nigh And when you see him, please leave him like maybe a note so I Can let him peek inside my heart and see that baby it's cold inside Before you restrain him to give him a candy cane catheter And pluck his fucking eyes out like they were chocolates in an advent calendar Or use a BB gun and shoot him out of his head Then pop him back in his skull do that shit yet again Or hang him up from a pear tree Let a partridge pick at his face Give your reindeer a year off for once And hitch this pig to your sleigh Tear his wrapping off Till he spills guts like a broken liar Frostbite his tongue black Roast his nuts on an open fire Stuff a funnel down his gullet Or piss with a little nog Prop him up in his Nazi costume And drop him off at a mob synagogue Gagging As his lungs fill with the most horrible chosen odor And I know he likes snow So show him that hell is frozen over and over This violent night The likes from which he can't survive Then stick that dick in a box And bury his ass alive Oh and Santa one last request for this filthy villain Is that no matter what you do to him I don't want you to really kill him I am certain that I would prefer it If he were left alive To let him live this every Christmas For the rest of his life Our Savior and Lord Who art at the North Pole Hail Santa! Hail Santa! Please visit my old foe And torture his poor soul Fa la 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 His end is nigh Our angel who fell from heaven And into the chimney Hail Santa! Hail Santa! Did you know that the Epic Piecast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Well, both of these bits of information are all the way true, friends. Swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
folks, welcome back to the program. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, last night, which was last week for you, <laughs> because today is December right. 26th. Yeah, we saw Star Wars Thursday night. Yeah, we saw, yeah. And... Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Is it the Rise of Skywalker, or is it just Rise of Skywalker? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, let's put the Epic Podcast news team on it no. and fact check ourselves. No, that's. Uh, I, I, I think fucking it, loved it. I think it's the Rise of Skywalker. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it too. Uh, I had an amazing, but also I go into this. Knowing nothing, like I don't, I don't watch the trailers. I don't read um, any sort of like thought pieces. I don't watch any video essays. I just, I, I tend to, I and and it, and, it's, and it doesn't actually take a whole lot of effort. I, I, but because because of the what I, you know how I avoid pop culture, I just tend to be on um, media blackout for a lot of this stuff, and yeah. so uh, I tend to go into these movies not knowing a whole lot. Sure. You know, and I think I think that's great. I think it's it's helped me enjoy my pop culture better. That's that's great. I I admire that you do that. Yeah, there are so many things that we're both such avid fans of. That yeah, I I, am, I find it shocking when you don't watch trailers. No, I don't. I watch generally speaking when it's a Star Wars movie. I I like sit by my by the internet waiting for the trailers to drop <laughs> then when they start releasing the tv spots that are basically 30 second versions of the trailer but yeah. with like one second of additional footage added to it yeah i watch every one of those this time around i even was watching some like terrible you know youtuber videos where they were like discussing leaks from, oh. from this so i and and i, I I think I mostly watch those out of spite. There's this one guy, and I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him hits, but I watched one of his videos, and now every time I open YouTube, it's just oh, like, do you want to watch some more videos by this guy? Just this this hack who mixes his audio too loud, and he's like in a rec room standing in front of a dartboard, and he like he speaks, <laughs> he speaks in that YouTube voice. Do you know the YouTube voice? No, the YouTube voice. Hey, guys, so today we're going to be talking about potential plot leaks from The Rise of Skywalker. That is the cadence oh. of every YouTuber. Be sure to click like and subscribe. And next week, we're going to tell you how Jar Jar Binks factors into The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, God, I hate him. I hate him. And that, okay. guy, that guy is just out there. You could be describing literally anyone. That guy's out there grinding for YouTube hits yeah. because he posted so many things that were potential leaks that all like contradicted one another. And I mostly watch those out of spite so that when the movie comes out, it can be like, ha ha, you're a hack. Yeah. Because most of what he said is bullshit. Yeah, but I don't. Mo most of what you uh, YouTube sort of uh, speculators, as I like to call them, theorists and speculators, tend to be. Oh, hats. they've all got somebody on the inside. No, man. they don't. I, well, they they claim they do. <laughs> no, they don't. But I did watch and and read some things that were like uh, theorizing about what the big reveals were going to be in in this movie. Did any, and, did any of them come close? Uh, I might have read like one thing that I actually saw in the movie. Oh, okay. But mostly it was all completely wrong and I I didn't care. I still had fun, even just the speculation I had fun with. Yeah, I don't do this I with just, anything else. I don't I, like I don't really enjoy you, you know what I do that to? I do that with video games. Oh, sure. With video games that I really like. Uh and so I will binge all of the teaser trailers, I'll binge all of the speculation videos, all of the theory videos, and and then after it comes out, I I will watch people like dissect it and Yeah. 
and you know break it down like i don't enjoy play videos so often but i do love thought pieces on yeah some of my favorite properties um but i guess before we go any further i guess we should say we're we're going to be speaking very candidly about uh, uh star wars in general but specifically uh rise of, of skywalker the rise of uh skywalker and so spoilers yeah so you know if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want any spoilers and i would say pause the video go watch the movie you'll you'll thank us and then come back and then listen to what we have to say about it <laughs> yeah yeah, just oh, you should just not even pause. You should just not listen to the rest of this episode. <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna rant about Rise of Skywalker, and then we're gonna plug some shows. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so play come, all Lang so, Syne and call uh, it a year. I will. Uh, there'll be uh, a timestamp in the show notes about when we'll stop talking about Star Wars, oh. and you can start hearing the plugs. Oh, what a nice, what yeah. a what a thoughtful thing that you're going to do. Yeah, there you the, go, the fans. So this was the culmination of the new Disney yes. trilogy. I've I've loved all of them. I have loved all of them. I I think they're all fantastic stories. Uh, I even like the 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 Last Jedi. I think I, I'm not really sure why people have so much beef about. But it. But you've yeah. been obviously poisoned by the internet beef with it to to qualify that with I even liked Last Jedi. Well, because I feel Last Jedi was excellent. I feel like I'm in the minority because like everybody keeps saying about how it was awful and and. I mean, I don't really read the, that crap because, like, I don't care because I like what I like and I don't need evidence that I'm wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's kind of like it's it's kinda like saying, you know, I even like Ghostbusters too, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, sure, it's it's it has flaws, but like, so does every other movie on the fucking planet. Like, I don't understand why, but I don't understand why pop culture media is held to such a higher standard and is examined under as big a microscope as it is. I just don't understand it. It's like, because... Why it's, can't it just be fun? It's because toxic fandom has reached its middle age and now uh, has the tools buying power. to engage an audience and feels an ownership over these things and, and feels that their disappointment with a movie not following exactly the, the fantasy that they had in their heads is somehow a betrayal of their fandom oh, over these geez. years. And they forgot that they were once a child who just experienced joy yeah. from, from this thing. I, 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 I can admit that like, I'm going to tell you that I loved rise of Skywalker and I am not impartial. I love star Wars so much. Oh yeah. I love Star Wars. You even love the you even love the shit stuff. I love Star Wars at its best when its Empire <laughs> yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. I love Star Wars at its worst. If yeah. it's Phantom Menace or Solo, I I just I love it. Yeah. I I I feel the same way about Batman. I am not a fair weather fan. I love it when it's good. I love it when it's bad. I I just love it. I love it all. And I know that the the hands that this property has been placed in treat it with care and reverence and they are going to though they may uh not execute the story the way YouTube user Chad Chad was was disappointed in, and Chad's very excited because in the past five years he learned the phrases pacing problems and set pieces and because <laughs> everybody just keeps echoing that and, kind of nonsense and, all the time. And the second act right, right. conflict. Uh third act resolution. I saw somebody complain about Rise of Skywalker saying it was overpaced. I don't even know what the fuck, what the that, fuck means. Does that mean. It doesn't matter. I want, I know that the people that handling those movies are still going to 
what how whatever story it is that they're trying to execute, they are still going to instill the sort of magic and wonder and joy yeah. that has been giving me so much happiness for you know literally my entire life since I was since yeah. I was self aware. <laughs> Star Wars has been a part of my life. Yes, and um, so just know that my opinion comes with with that. Yeah. That, that this movie, like, it could have been, there could have, they could have broken in the middle and it could have been 30 minutes of Kylo Ren just like struggling to tie his sneakers. <laughs> and I would still be sitting here telling you how much I fucking loved it. Uh, I don't think, like, I, I do consider myself a Star Wars fan, uh, uh, a big one, but I, I don't self identify as a Star Wars fan in, in the same way that I self identify as like a DC Comics fan, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, but I've seen that amp up in the past few years. I've seen you become a, a bigger, or at least a more vocal Star Wars fan than you. Well, used because to be. it, because there was more content, right? So, like, I think when we met, we basically had the trilogy, the original trilogy, and then and then the prequels. Mm-hmm. And whereas you were for a very long time a prequel apologist, I still am. Uh, <laughs> They're bad movies that I love, right? Like I, I just, I just find them to be unwatchable. I just can't. Like I'm not a big enough fan to choke down the prequels again. You know what I mean? I I uh, watched you get sucked into like Attack of the Clones just the other night. Well, just that one scene. Okay. Like, but I can I mean, you're not gonna make me watch the whole damn thing. Like, it's it, it just happened to be on. It's not like we put it on and we were watching the the movie. It happened to be on TV. That was like the one like the one scene in the the, the lava planet mm-hmm. that is a really fucking amazing lightsaber battle. And it's one of the redeeming qualities of that film. And that's the one thing I really liked, you know. And then, and then, you know, he gets off the fucking Frankenstein table and says, No! It's Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, but, like, since, since new content has been, has been created, I've been finding myself sort of consuming more and more of it and getting, becoming more and more invested in it. And, um, and like you said, like watching the new stuff with you, like every time it comes out, watching it opening night, like it's become like this thing that I get to look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like it. And so, but the thing is like, I'm not, I, I, I don't consider myself a, a diehard fan. So like if something's bad, I'm just going to say it's bad. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed all of the Disney stuff. Yeah. You know, I actually really enjoy Solo. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. You know, I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good, but I do think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for Rise of Skywalker, I think it's good. Yeah. I genuinely think it's good. I was, there wasn't a single part of that story that I wasn't invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it, I think it wrapped up the only way it could have wrapped up. Um, and it makes sense both thematically in terms of all of the stuff that happened before, but also in its own sort of three picture arc it's trying to do. And then there was a, a fucking like third act twist that I didn't see fucking coming out of nowhere. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, it felt like, <laughs> it felt like a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. It, they, they all do. You put John Williams music. Yeah. And you add some lightsaber sound effects. Yeah. And you put a bunch of like faceless enemies in helmets and you got yourself a Star Wars picture. Yeah. Have somebody trying to like find their identity. <laughs> have them travel to a bunch of, of 
magical worlds. Yeah, g- g- give yourself fuck. give yourself a a ace pilot with a sketchy past. Give yourself a couple of plucky robots to make punchlines. Yeah, yeah, you got yourself Star Wars. <laughs> put yourself put a Chewbacca in there. Throw Chewbacca in there. Throw Chewbacca in there. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I love all of the movies, every one of them, I yeah. I am not like oblivious to their flaws. I I'm not. I, that's what I think doesn't really make me a Star Wars apologist. I like like bad Star Wars in spite of its flaws. right. You recognize that it's flawed. I you don't. Still, you still watch it anyway. I do not like try to convince anybody that the things that, that they find flawed are not flawed. Yeah. Um. Well, except when their things are inherently racist and sexist in nature. <laughs> See the uh, outcry to the Last Jedi. Um. But, and Rise of Skywalker is no different. I, there are problems that I have with the movie, but they're not enough to like. Okay. Well, we know, I I know, I know. Well, let's list the things that we really loved about it. Uh, well, let me, I I think that this, I, I'd like to say the thing that bothered me about it first, because I think it's kind of important to like the whole picture. Oh, all right. So now that the Star Wars uh, world has gotten much richer and and we have this new uh, sequel trilogy and we've got these standalone movies scattered various places in the timeline. Uh Three animated series, yeah. a new live action series on Disney Plus. Right, that the, the, the world is just is getting very it's getting saturated. deeper and and broader and yeah. And a big part of the of of, of enriching this world has been uh, Disney's relationship with Marvel Comics. Yeah, and the Marvel Comics Star Wars books that have been like published for the, the past several years. Yeah. there have been several mini series or or one offs or or like ongoing series. Oh yeah, Vader has his own series. Sure, there's a Star Wars book. Poe has one, and a, like there was a Lando yeah. mini series. There was a Chewbacca, um, and I I love all of that stuff, and it's all considered part of canon. So they get to flesh out parts of the story that you don't see on screen yeah that's basically means that, that like sense. star wars now comes with a whole bunch of like dlc nice that you have that nice. you have to read <laughs> if you want to know what's going but you on don't, i mean no i mean you read it to get a deeper understanding but you don't need to consume it to enjoy the thing no it, well they they try to do a pretty good job of making these things stand on their own but if you would like some <laughs> enrichment of the backstory and not like what Solo was, where it's like, we need to know how Han and Chewie met. That's, that's great. I, we didn't really need that. It's nice. But yeah. in this case, I feel like a big part of Rise of Skywalker's plot is going to probably be reveal, revealed in a Marvel comic eventually. And it's the one thing that I had a problem with. Okay. And the problem with is that I know that J.J. Abrams wanted to wrap up his trilogy, but also wanted to tie it to the two original trilogies so that there's one nine-movie Skywalker saga. Right. And to do that, he had to bring back Palpatine to yeah. like bookend this whole thing as, yeah. as this evil Sith Lord that has like been pulling strings from yeah, yeah, the yeah. curtains for all of these years. That's that's great. I thought we were gonna see how that oh, happened. How he survived? So I knew that going into it that that Palpatine was going to be a big baddie, and right. that I also because I'd read leaks, I knew that he had been lying in wait for thirty years, and uh-huh. he had created this army of Sith troopers and and super star destroyers, and he had this huge armada just ready to just give Kylo Ren if he could just go and execute this one remaining Jedi. Yeah, but none of that was explained to us. How now? If you go back to Revenge of the Sith, there's this there's this great moment where. Uh, Palpatine is talking to Anakin at the opera and he, he gives him that line where he's like, mm. the dark side of the force is the pathway to many abilities, some of which are considered to be unnatural. And he explains yeah. to him how he could teach him the way of cheating death. Yeah. And that 
his master had tried to learn how to cheat death. And then they just kind of abandoned that in in Revenge of the Sith. It worked because it like manipulated Anakin into it, following it set, him. It, it's, it planted the seed in his brain that led him down the, the, the dark side. Right, because he thought he could like yeah. save his, his wife from these like visions that he was having of her dying childbirth. So J.J. Abrams brings Palpatine back so he can wrap that up. And so now we're like, oh, all of these years later, like some 30 years mm-hmm. after Palpatine's death, he has awakened with this with these like endless em- imperial like resources yeah. available. And that wasn't really explained just how he did that. In fact, the opening scroll scroll starts with the dead speak. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine has been sending transmissions from beyond the grave saying that he wants to return. And so we obviously we see Kylo Ren in search of him so we can find him and find out what his mission's going to be. But it's never really explained. There's some this vague huh. stuff in the final chapter or the final act of the movie where he's draining life force. And we learn that he created Snoke as a vessel through which he could like manipulate you know, Kylo. But it's never really explained how. Was he just sitting in the bottom of Death Star wreckage for 30 years and was like, no, obviously not. You know what? That doesn't even remotely bother me. It, okay. It bothers me because once we then move into the into the movie, once it, once it, once it picks up and we just hit the ground running, yeah. all of the good guys are already, already, are already talking about like, well, Palpatine's out there and he's like, he's planning something. I'm like, well, are you guys not fucking freaked out by the fact that a guy who died 30 <laughs> years ago is now a threat to you? Well, I, can you show us what he did? We see this ancient Sith temple. Can we see maybe a flashback of like uh, some training he did or some artifacts that he gathered that gave him this ability to turn up as this uh, zombie? I not only do I not care, I don't think it's relevant. And why did he wait 30 years? Uh, he was waiting for Ray. Yeah, but he was waiting for Ray to take over. But because he had cheated death and he was getting to the point where he just couldn't do it anymore and he was going to live on in Ray because she was of his bloodline. Yeah. But like he's dead long before she's no, but born. The thing, no, but the thing is, no, but he's not. Obviously, he's not dead. Obviously, he's there talking. Yeah. So he didn't die. So what he did when he fell down the chamber to when we see him in the third act of Skywalker doesn't really matter because he's ultimately just the bad guy who's been pulling the strings all these years waiting for Ray to show up. Okay. And I think I, that's all I, I need. That's all I really need. I think it would have begin. I think it would have gotten... Because the movie is not about Palpatine. No. And so once you start going down the road of like answering the questions why and where he was and what, it muddies the waters. It, it, this is really about Ray finally knowing who she is and then making a choice about that information. Sure. I, I understand that. I understand that yeah. they didn't need to like spend a ton of exposition on that because there's that movies there's exposition all over the place. Yeah, it's a fucking info dump everywhere. Everywhere. But I just I guess it bothered me that the way the characters, the the non force wielding characters uh-huh. respond to that. Palpatine's a thing. Okay, well, but you also have to understand that you know it might have been nice. I guess here's, the, here's my thing. Okay. I know that I know that there's going to be a Marvel book to like of course explain there will be. of course the thirty there will be. years in between for yeah. him. But I, I feel like maybe if Palpatine had been a bigger reveal and had not been like, mm. 
like when the movie starts from the opening titles, they're telling us, hey, oh, Palpatine's a thing again. And people are freaking out. Uh, if it had been like another, I don't know, like a some sort of a phantom menace in this world, <laughs> if this voice was making these vague oh, threats, stop. and oh, then God, and no. then revealed if they were like, oh, is you it had Snoke? Me, you had me up until then. They is it like, Snoke? No. Is it Vader's ghost? What is it? And then he revealed himself. That might have been something. But from the beginning, they're just like the people of this world have accepted. No, but the, here's but here's the Palpatine thing. is using a shortwave radio. No, I understand, but but also this is also a world where. From Ray's perspective, uh, Luke Skywalker and the Jedi are myth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like th- we, we we this is a generation of people in that world, at least that are so far removed from the Empire and the Rebellion that the Millennium Falcon is a fucking children's story. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. <coughs> People of Ray's generation, they hear the the Emperor is back, Palpatine is back. They're like, "Oh, you mean the Boogeyman?" Like, like I, I think on some level, it doesn't quite ring true until we actually see him. Until then, he's just kind of like this ethereal threat. Yeah, you know. And ultimately, the real threat is finding Kylo, because whatever the fuck he's searching for is bad news. Yeah. So. That doesn't, you know what? None of that bothers me at all. I guess it's different. Like, I understand Luke Skywalker being like a myth to people, to the, this generation of kids in this world. Yep. But like, they ever, the, the echoes of the Empire are everywhere. They're, they have to have seen like, they had to have gone to school and read about the Empire. Well, I know, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like if, if. Seen if, photos of statues erected. It's, you know, it's like if you heard on, the, on like the news today, Hitler's back. Jeremy just invaded Poland. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, that's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, all right, well, I guess now we're going to go uh, after Hitler. <laughs> like, everybody's just like, okay, cool. Uh, because there's a, well, only because there's a lot more going on. There's Maybe a- if, like, Ray and Kylo had both been that keyed up about it and everybody else, I think if everybody else, like, all of the non-force people, if Poe and Finn had been yeah. like, come on. There's yeah. no, there's no Palpatine. This is this is some like first order trick. There's right, no, right, right, right. But everybody just being so nonchalant by being like, okay, this is the threat that we're facing now. Yeah, and which would have added to I think to some of those scenes where they're like, all right, we're going to do this and this and this and this is how we're going to go do this. Oh wait, wait, Ray, 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 and Ray's just always like, bye. I'm going to go do this, <laughs> and I love that. I loved her being like, you know what? I'm glad you all are here to support me, but fuck you. This is my mission, and just yeah. kept bouncing, bouncing. Um. Uh. I hear you. I, it's a, it's kind it, of it, di- it didn't like. Not only did it not occur to me, it's still like for me, knowing that that's a bit that you are a little uh, uh, unsure about. Sure, I still don't see it as a problem. Yeah, I'm. It's not again. It's not a huge problem for yeah. me. I, it's it. It just kind of like. I knew that Palpatine was going to be in this and I knew it was going to be like a reveal. I yeah. just wasn't expecting the opening scroll to tell me like, this is what's happening. <laughs> okay. I thought it, that was going to be I, I guess so. I more mean, of I, a mystery. But I think, I mean... Kind of like Lucas intended like his original if prequel that's, trilogy to If be. that's the thread you're pulling on, that's a real nitpicky thread. Well, I mean, there are a couple more. Oh, shit. They're not huge. Let's talk shit about your favorite thing. Go. 
I'm only doing this for the sake of like really <laughs> underscoring how much I loved it. Yeah, like, yeah. By being like, I'm aware of some things that I thought were problems. Yeah. I found, all right, a, a big criticism that was leveraged against Last Jedi was this character of Rose Tycho doesn't matter to the story and her and and Finn going on this ultimately fruitless mission to find this code breaker and and hatch this plot to infiltrate the first order was a waste of time. They just went and did a bunch of things and none of it paid off. I thought that that was a bullshit complaint because as I said to you earlier, that that is not all of the empire strikes back. That's literally all of them. They're just going from place to place (laughs) and everything fails and they lose. Yeah. And I thought Rose was an incredibly important character. I thought she was fucking delightful. Absolutely. Like, Keep in mind that Finn is still basically like he's only not been a stormtrooper for a couple of years. He's still learning how to be just like a dude, a person. And yeah. she's like showing him like there's beauty and and and, and the realities of war. War is, and war is yeah. complicated. It's not black and white. And and their mission was absolutely was crucial to the, yeah. the story. of. I thought that, that was wonderful. It was it was important for Finn's story arc. Yes. But in Rise of Skywalker, I would say that this new character and I don't remember what her name is, but the one played by Carrie Russell yeah. who was. Poe Dameron's ex-girlfriend, who's now a bounty hunter. Yeah. I thought that that was, that felt a little wedged in and kind of chewed up some time because I thought she was going to be a bigger reveal. Like, is this going to be Ray's mom? No. She was just basically there to let us know that like, yo, when you guys- Poe had a pat- No, she's there because th- throughout, throughout that first act, Poe keeps doing things that seem real fucking sketchy. And Finn's like- how do you know how to do that? Yeah. Literally every time he does something, like how does he know how to hotwire a speeder? How does he yeah. know how to open up this thing? And so th- her showing up is the payoff to Poe's sketchy as fuck past. Okay. That's basically, so he gets a little mini character arc because he doesn't, he chooses not to go with her. He says, he's, he basically says, I have to see this through. I have to see this war through. I can't, I can't not ignore this. That's his story arc. Like, I mean, right. he's he's always been a loyal, you know, rebel uh, rebellion fighter. But this is like th- this is this this is the guy who had a made a lot of shitty choices in his life. Who is a drug smuggler? Yeah, who just wants to do the right thing now, and he's using the skills he learned as a person who did crimes who did the crimes for... <laughs> he was a crime doer. He was a crime doer. Uh, I didn't I didn't mind that at all. Also, I think um, Ray's and Kylo's story arc is can get real fucking serious. Like, it gets real, like, mean and bitter and angry. And um, we needed the scenes of Poe and Finn as comic relief yeah. basically. And I thought that was a great, like when they're, when they're going to get the information on C3PO's brain and they go see, uh, uh, what's his name again? Uh, uh, Babu freak. Babu freak is my new favorite star Wars character. He's Babu great. freak. And so it was, it was like, you know, and we get to see a world that's now being occupied by the first order and like doors are being kicked in and stuff. And so it's a nice moment of levity in, the in the middle of the movie, basically. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I just yeah. thought there was a lot of time being built on this like mysterious masked character from his past that didn't ultimately really. But isn't that? But isn't that sort of like classic Star Wars? Like you it kind make, of is. You, you know make what? characters that you never really get any backstory for. It's true. And afterwards, Frontalot pointed out to me that yeah. her character was important because 
they thought that when they they tried to rally anybody who was sympathetic to the resistance's cause, that yeah. nobody was going to come because yeah. at the end, at the Battle of Crate in Last Jedi, She's nobody there. came. Yeah, nobody came. And she tells Poe during like one of their scenes together, yeah. like people will come. Yeah, and then they do. Yeah. So I guess that that was kind of like she was kind of this like little beacon of hope, and she gave him a few like zingers, and I don't know, I. Again, a minor complaint. I just thought there was going to be something else out of that character. Well, I mean, but then again, I mean, this is, it does wrap up this trilogy really well. Yeah. I mean, really, really better than I thought it would. But I think there is a veritable fuck ton of plot threads that they could easily pull for another three story arc, you know? Sure. Um, well, there's going to be another Star Wars trilogy. Oh, it's just not going to pl- be about the Skywalkers. That's fine. Uh, um, I just I hope Ray's in it. I really do. I, uh, I probably won't. I feel so invested in her. I it's going to take like... place in a different part of the galaxy with different things happening. From okay. what I from what I've read. Yeah, I guess that's. Okay. I wouldn't want more Ray after this. Ray is Ray is so much more interesting and yeah. well executed than Luke Skywalker fucking ever was. Ever was. And, ever. and her growth Even even Luke Skywalker in these movies is far more interesting than oh, yeah. he ever was. Yeah. Uh cuz this Skywalker, you know, cra- <laughs> Pappy Skywalker Yeah. fucking learns a goddamn lesson finally. Yeah. You know, like he learns something you know, uh, I thought that there was a I don't know if this was intended um, on the part of J.J. Abrams or anybody, but I thought that one of the another one of the complaints that I heard echoed a hundred times about Last Jedi was that fans were disappointed with how Luke Skywalker was used. They didn't want to see him being like a reclusive grump who'd like basically turned his back on everything and just was was just kind of this cranky prick because apparently they didn't see the original trilogy and realize what like <laughs> Obi-Wan and Yoda had become. Um, and but I think they thought that he was just going to show up and be like this right like, walk out with his laser sword and yeah, take yeah, down yeah. the first order which yeah. they, they wrote into the dialogue. Yeah. Um and so I thought that that was I thought that the way they used him in the last Jedi was great. And I wonder if this one moment in his Force Ghost scene in Rise of Skywalker was a nod to that because fans were disappointed that they didn't get to see Luke Skywalker do Luke Skywalker stuff. And so in the Rise of Skywalker, they let him do a thing that he failed to do 30 years before, oh, which was levitate le- his X-wing levita- out of water. Uh, yeah. Now, as a ghost, he can do it now. And he yeah. never got to do that. And I wonder if that was kind of a like, oh, you happy now? I think, no, you know what? I think it was done definitely on purpose. I don't think it was done for that reason. I oh. think it's a nice, I think it's a nice sort of like bookend yeah. to Luke. Yeah. Uh, I love Ray. Ray is. I love Ray. I mean, my, look, this movie is all about. Hands Ray. down my favorite. This movie is all about Ray and uh, Kylo Ren and yeah. Ray. Of course, the big shocking reveal when we learned that she's a descendant of Palpatine, which she's, was awesome. I didn't see it coming. I did not see I that read coming at so all. So many theories from fans oh, and leaks God and speculation, damn. and none of them were that, she was a the granddaughter of Palpatine. I don't get surprised in movies much anymore, and that genuinely <clears throat> surprised that me. That was great. They need that. Star Wars yeah. Star Wars has always that been built on was big reveals. So good. It was great. And so good. The way their stories like mirrored one another and then crossed over one another and mirrored to the other ends. I just thought that they handled they they wrapped up their yeah. their thing really well. Like they're and they're both children of people who 
have done evil, terrible things. Um, yeah, but I mean, well, Ben Solo is the grandchild of someone who's done evil things, but he's also the direct child of two of the galaxy's most legendary heroes. Well, that's uh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Luke Skywalker and Ray. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yes, they were. They yeah. their their story arcs like matched in that way. Yeah. Um, Ray, I, I Ray's performance was great. Kylo Ren's performance was so great. Um, their relationship, the way it like evolved throughout the thing was great finally got the kiss finally got the kiss just before he died and you know what not mad about it no i'm not mad and i think we i think we we both get points because right before we saw the movie Mm -hmm. you said that your prediction is that ray is going to die and kylo ren because he's a skywalker the rise of skywalker he will become the jedi knight right And then my prediction was, is that Kylo was going to die, but right after he self-sacrifices in some way that redeems him. Yeah. Well, you nailed it. We both got it right. Oh, yeah, I guess so. We both got it right. (laughs) Well, I I did. Ray technically died. Um, Okay. She technically died. She Uh, did die. Yeah, I guess guess she did. Kylo forced heals her back and then basically gives her everything and then he dies. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment. You say it was this isn't Shakespeare, but that was like hella Romeo and Juliet oh, in that, that scene. Oh, yeah. She wakes up just to see him die. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. So good. Um, the, mo- the moment when uh, Kylo throws his lightsaber into the ocean, turning his back on the dark side. Yeah. Um, and here's there, there, are, there are two things that I guess now that I'm thinking about it. Don't, don't really bother me, but I have like huge question marks about. Okay. And it's kind of like nagging at my brain. One, we never ever learn anything about the Knights of Ren. No. At all. No. Not even not even like any dialogue. I mean, they don't even say anything. Like they just kind of like they're just you know, warriors in black who like you never actually see them doing anything until the third act when they're all trying to kill Kylo. You know, they're not uh, really important characters. We they're not. Only, you're right. They're, the name, the words Knights of Ren were never said in a Star Wars film until this film. And no. Pre- no, they never were. Oh, wait, then how do we know they're the Knights of Ren when we because, saw the first movie? Because there are supplemental materials out there. There were like Star Wars, like a visual dictionary books that came out when Force uh, Awakens did that showed us those pictures. We only see them for a clip in that first movie yeah, during like Ray, during Ray's yeah. Force Vision when she touches Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. And so she's seeing actually a glimpse of the future. Right. Because she's seeing Ray flanked or we're seeing she's seeing Kylo flanked by his yeah. his guard his like personal security detail. I'm I, but I guess we, I, uh, they weren't ever so I, I, we thought that they were supposed to be this huge like important thing only because they had a name that wasn't said and we only saw them for a second. So when we finally see them, they were like they're basically his entourage. They're basically like they're his personal turtle. guards, yeah. basically his personal guards. Yeah, but like I would have liked a little something because when he ultimately start fights them at the end, yeah, it's it's a fucking amazing fight. But I'm not invested because I kind of know he's going to win. Yeah, if I had gotten to know like the severity of the Knights of Ren and how fucked up like badass and amazing they are i would have been more invested in the fight see that's that's where i'll differ with you i liked that they were that he just picked them off nameless faces because i felt like maybe they were just 
the the surviving members of Snoke's personal guard that they that Ray and Kylo didn't Inherited. kill in Last Jedi. And so if there were any mm-hmm. of them left, he's like, "Yo, I'm supreme leader now, and you work for me. Put on this helmet." <laughs> because he picked them off exactly the same way he executed them. He like forced a sword through somebody's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some cool like zap you through the head shit. Yeah, like it was it was it looked. Like I would have I would have liked. A little like like just just a, like a tiny montage of them going to like planet to planet just like wreaking havoc so that we get some kind of like gravitas of who this who this little team is right? yeah i think they just they were and how hard it is to kill them and then when at that and then so it, it makes it would have made the stakes for that final fight they were i don't think more. they were ever supposed to be difficult to kill or have any gravitas they were just supposed to no be i like, get that now but yeah. I, I guess i guess i'm i'm thinking of that as like a it's because you knew this missed opportunity it's because you knew this phrase for four years without yeah. learning anything about him so when you finally find out and you're like oh oh that's it yeah they're just like sidekicks yeah they're a bunch of interns yeah um, uh, the other thing. Wait, I want to say one more thing. Yeah, the lightsaber duel between Ray and Kylo Ren on the wreckage of the second Death Star through the through through a, 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 an ethereal plane of existence. Yes, uh, fuck amazing. That wait, no, the one where they're fighting in person, where they're actually with the waves splashing over, and she stabs. Him. Oh yeah, that one, not the one, not where they're force timing one another. That's awesome. But when time. they're but when they're actually fighting on the wreckage, yeah, is a contender. I mean, I'll have to see the movie like another like yeah. 20 to 25 times, but it's definitely a contender for my all time favorite Star Wars lightsaber duel. That was it was amazing. What, what's your all time favorite lightsaber duel? Uh, that one. No, though, I guess the, the one before that. Then. Um, because I agree with you, the, the, the lightsaber duel on the wreckage of the Death Star with giant like 100 foot waves crashing over was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, other than that one, I guess it's. Obi-Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith or That's Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon in Phantom Menace. That's good they're, too. They're just... The original trilogy's lightsaber duels are not that great. They're not that great. <laughs> the prequel uh, lightsaber duels are actually quite amazing. Yeah. They are, they really uh, but are. these were even better. Um, here's, here's my other kind of like huge question mark. It doesn't bother me... It doesn't bother me so much but it kind of takes me out a little bit. Uh... Han Solo shows up yeah just as Kylo's been healed and now he is he's being seduced by the light side mm-hmm. in a way that he had never been seduced before he had just his the person he's been trying to kill throughout the entire movie and turn to the dark side saves his life and then leaves him alone does nothing yeah and he's at this point he can no longer the struggle, which is like, and that's what that's the one thing I always loved about Kylo. Like with Anakin, Anakin was always being pulled towards the dark side, and so he had to fight to become a, a light side Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like that was his challenge. That was his struggle to stay on the light side because he was always constantly being pulled toward the dark. Kylo's the opposite. He's someone who's naturally be pulled to the light side and fights and actively fights against it. Yeah. Um, and then he finally just kind of releases his anger, releases his hatred and fear. And then Han Solo, his father shows up. Han Solo's not a Jedi last I remember. So this isn't a force ghost. No. So what is that? It's just a vision. It's just like, he's having a vision. So he's having a conversation with a memory. Yeah. Basically. 
I think the the that more and the, more the more and more he let go of his anger and his rage, yeah. the the more he was like haunted by these like warm feelings that he genuinely had yeah. toward family. I mean, yeah. was, he and resisted regret, shooting his, his mother down his, in his Jedi. His regret, his his yeah. his sorrow, his so now he's like yeah, he's having like this imaginary conversation in his head with his dead father and like trying to let things play out differently than they had in real life. Right. We've d- both done that. You've had conversations in your head with somebody that you can't have a conversation with anymore and yeah. you've changed no, that's things true. Yeah. and it would have it would have played out differently. Yeah. Um I guess I guess it it cuz it cuz it's it was a very much an unstar warsy moment. Yeah. And it took me out a bit. I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" I I was unclear about what was happening. And until finally I just kind of let it go and go, "It's a fucking space wizard yeah like laser sword movie let it go yeah um but i guess is it because like is it just a conversation in his head or because he's you know one with the force is it was it more than that no it was literally just a conversation with his own his yeah, own with his own feelings his own feelings yeah wowzer dowsers okay yeah i didn't get that yeah i was trying to make more of that out of there was moment. yeah there was no there was no hocus pocus involved in that at all interesting um, what are your thoughts on Billy D. Williams being in this movie? You know what? I th- I liked it, and they used him the exact amount. Yeah, I think he showed up when he needed to. Mm-hmm. They gave him just a couple of lines, and they gave him a nice little moment at the end, and that's it. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah. Um, I f- deeply felt the absence. Of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd read read about this before that they were going to, obviously her character was very important in this movie and obviously had to die. And I I think given, given what they had to work with, I think that's the best outcome. Yeah. They took unused footage from Force Awakens and Last Jedi and maybe made slight digital manipulations, but, but cobbled together like some scenes of dialogue to make her, give her a story. But the problem is it, it, and I guess it's not really a problem. I guess it's more of a. I just wish she was. I just wish she was still alive. Yeah, I guess. me too. Because like, ultimately, her character is reduced to like ten lines. Yeah, I also found that a little. That took me out a little bit at yeah. times. I found it distracting because it was so apparent that yeah. every one of her shots was from one of two shots. Yeah, every every line that she had, and like in one scene, she talks to a character, and they just flipped the shot. Yeah. But like I could still see like you're, I can still tell yeah. how far the camera is from you, and I can tell that these are all taken from the same shots. To me, yeah. that was she almost was, more distracting than digital Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. Oh, it wasn't that distracting for me at all. And they did give her a little digital face thing, and then that little flash flashback of her training with Luke, which That's was fine. great. That's because fine. I don't we mind. Always that. wanted to see Leia yeah. with lightsaber. That's fine. I don't mind that. But like, I guess the footage didn't bother me because um, I think. I think they did it really well. Yeah. It was seamless. They used a body double when they needed to. You know what I mean? It's just that she has such very little to say. Yeah. And it just seems like she's just very... <sighs> soft-spoken and and sad the entire mm-hmm. time. and it Because and, of those were the tones from the right. scenes that her footage was taken from. And, and it just seems like... I needed a moment 
or I guess I, I, I'm saying, I guess I'm saying this in hindsight. I would have loved a moment where Carrie Fisher gave Ray the Obi-Wan speech or some version of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like some passing of the torch, some like, you know what I mean? Or, or even like a force ghost, you know what I mean? Instead of Luke showing up, I would have loved Leia to have been there. You yeah. know what I mean? And Leia give, catch the lightsaber and give it back to her and lift her brother's fucking X-wing out of the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I miss her so much and I yeah. didn't realize how much I missed her until I saw this movie. Yeah. And every time I saw her on screen, I kind of welled up and this movie, her, that role would have been meatier and deeper and more profound if she had lines to deliver. Yeah. And, I agree. But, but they did they they they, they did what they good they did their best they did they their had. absolute best with what they had and I'm grateful for what they did and I think it was a great touching tribute to her um, and yeah I, but other but overall I fucking love this movie here, here, so much. two more things I want to touch on yeah uh, a nice little I and I think this I'm going to call this an Easter egg and and a nice little Easter egg okay uh, I liked the film ending with with Ray making a pilgrimage to the Lars homestead on yes. Tatooine. <laughs> yes. And we got to see like them frame the same shots of like yeah. Luke, Luke looking down yeah. and her and her sliding down on a little metal thing. Yeah. As a that call e- back to the force awakens. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, <clears throat> uh, and then they've created this new, I guess, mythology. They're just, they're just writing so much stuff into force mythology in this movie. I love it. But I fucking what, what love it. Things, she takes this, this lightsaber of Luke's and this lightsaber of Leia's and she binds them together and she buries them. In the earth where where Luke came from, yeah, and and then reaches in and pulls out her own new unique yeah. lightsaber, which looks fucking badass. By Did the you way. notice that it had a yellow blade? Yeah, we've not seen a yellow blade in a Star Wars movie, and we've not seen a yellow blade in Star Wars ever, except for in 1978 when Kenner released the first line of Star Wars toys, and the Luke Skywalker figure came with a little retractable yellow lightsaber because it was a misprint. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Do you think do you think that's on purpose? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. There's no That's a massive They have deep never cut. they they showed us this one like it was a toy that has been around yeah. as long as Star Wars toys have been around. Yeah. Like probably that the has first never Star Wars existed toy. in the movie and she yeah. got her own unique color because no we've never seen yellow Star Wars or yellow lightsaber on screen. Yeah. I thought that that was a, a really nice touch. That kind of got me. It didn't get me as much as Chewie getting a fucking medal. Oh. <gasps> Not just a medal. The medal. The, the New medal. Hope medal. He got Leia's yeah. medal. Yeah. Uh fucking fuck. That made me. That I yeah. You know what you know what got me? Um, cause when basically Leia force times her son mm-hmm. because she's like She knows what she knows that this is gonna be too much for her. And she does it anyway mm-hmm. because she wants to save her son. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually choking up a little bit as I'm talking about mm-hmm. it. She, she, she has probably the most self-sacrificing noble death of probably the entire Star Wars, Star Wars series. Uh, series. And uh, I really have to thank the writers for that because her last act is this selfless moment for her son. That her son's not unreachable. Her son's still worthy of love and hope and and all that stuff. And and he, no matter how many times he pushes them away, like Leia's just gonna. He, there's still good in him. 
You know, it, it, yeah. it also is very similar to Luke's death in, in yeah. Last Jedi because he yeah. sacrificed. He he knew it was going to take everything out of him to go yeah. and make a like symbolic stand for the resistance. Yeah, and to save the, to save hope. Yeah, and yeah, it killed him too. Hers yeah. is a much more personal. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he 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 did it to save what was left of the rebellion. Yeah, she did it to save her son. I'll definitely read the shit out of the Marvel books that explore her history after being trained and using the force all of these years, because we didn't get to see all that, but we know that she trained Ray. We know that she knew enough about the Jedi that she was able to have a, a a death that transitioned her into a force ghost. Yeah. Not everybody gets that. No, Um, no, no, no. But she Louise uh, one. And then, and then one more thing that I would like to say about it is uh, again, I'm not sure yet because I'm gonna have to see it another 20 to 25 times. But (laughs) right now I'm kind of thinking rise of Skywalker might be my favorite C3PO performance yet. Yeah. He's just uh, it was uh, all of all of the a- shit that they've done over the years about him just being getting on the nerves of the crew he's working yeah. with was just perfectly executed perfect this time. This time around. Um and he got so many good laughs and he so many such good a good lines. important role. So many good lines and a pivotal role. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> Oh man. Oh, Babu Freak. You're one of my oldest friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, Baba Freak. Um, Baba Freak. Hey, Baba Freak. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, so Disney Plus, um, as, yeah. as we know, the Mandalorian has been airing episodes on Fridays, yeah, and they have two episodes left. And this yeah. week they aired their new episode on Wednesday, so that they would not compete with, I guess, over or over somehow oversaturated yeah. Star Wars. There's not. Yeah. There's always plenty room for. There's always room for more Star Wars for me. <laughs> but they didn't want it to to be. <laughs> premiering on disney plus the same day that the movie opened and i so i watched it sure. before we went to the movie and then i found it interesting mm. that the episode of the mandalorian introduced speaking of changing like adding to uh the, the force powers first for, for one we see both uh kylo and ray use a whole lot of force powers we haven't seen before yeah. in this movie F- fucking force pulling a starship out of the sky no we've seen that before really where yeah uh the force unleashed the video game. Oh, the that's right. It was in a guy. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, Star Killer pulls up. Yeah, one of the one of the worst uh, moments of the video game. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if that's canon. To be to be honest, like I don't know if anything pre no it's Disney not. buyout is canon. But no. we have seen no because they they already used Star Killer for something else. Huh? They used Star Killer for the base. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, but well, anyway, they they did introduce they. They are introducing like yes, expanding they, they, the powers. They introduced all kinds of. They things. they did the 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 force timing thing again. This time yep. they can hand one another objects. Yep. Although they kind of teased that in in Last Jedi because sure. his glove. Uh, was also, uh, and this happened in the first movie, like uh, force echoes, like picking up on. Oh yeah, on like touching an object and getting an impression yeah. from it, which uh, became a very important part of the video game. Yeah, the new one, the new one. Yeah, um, but so in Revenge of Skywalker, they show us a new power where where Ray heals yeah. this snake and then later Kylo Ren from wounds by yeah. just touching him. We've not seen that power before. You gave a little bit of your life to yeah, another life. To heal. And then we saw that same force power introduced by Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian this Aww. week on the same day. That was like crazy coordination because they would have like been sh- writing and shooting and editing the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it to release on the same day and show us a new force power in these two different points on the timeline among different force sensitive characters. I just thought was kind of interesting. It I made thought, it look, look not 
totally ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. It would be like, oh, they can do that now. Oh, wait, they can do that now. Oh, okay, I see. They could always. Um, do that. I love that th- that there's a whole slew of abilities of Jedi's that we haven't seen, and even like ones that are particular to other Jedi's and not other Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh, 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 what's his name? Cal Cal Kestis. Kestis. Cal Kestis has Force Echo, um, and. I think right at the beginning of the video game, they even mentioned like, oh, wow, that's rare. You don't see that as mm-hmm. a Jedi. Like, so it was, it's, it's a unique ability even amongst Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I found, I like, I like that. I like that there are like, like you are, you have all these midichlorians and you could do all kinds of cool things, but even you are unique in that you probably have something that somebody else can't do. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. But so far there are still only three force users that can do that cool fingertip lightning. Yeah, fingertip lightning. Um, she, I always, she I always Palpatine. Thought, wait, dude, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Let's stop. She's Palpatine. Yeah, Ray Skywalker. Sure, Palpatine. Yeah, Nate Palpatine. Sure, and Count Dooku are the only ones I think that we've seen wield. It's only, it's only. Do you think Ray did it because she's a descendant of Palpatine, or because her emotions were being clouded with anger? And oh, dude, fear. we've seen Kylo Ren throw so many temper tantrums and destroy so much shit. They he should have been shooting lightning out of his dick, <laughs> but he never did. He never had that power. So it must maybe had something to do so, with the bloodline. So it's like it's so it's one of those things that's you that is only unique to certain people. I guess so. Uh, uh, Dooku apparently trained under uh, Darth Pal- Sidious, yeah, and and Ray's got his DNA, so maybe that's why. But like, yeah, Darth Maul never used it. No, there are a bunch of Sith that haven't used it. Just true. Vader never used it. No. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think we talked a lot of Star Wars. All in all, I loved the Rise of Skywalker. I and if it. you want to hop into my comments on any social media to tell me that I was wrong, I would like to kindly suggest that you fuck all the way <laughs> off back to Tatooine <laughs> because I don't want to hear it. Let people enjoy things. Let people enjoy things. Uh, I can't wait for the next Star Wars. I have to wait for Lisa to like go out of town so I can binge The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. She does not give one hoots about the Star Wars. She, how does she feel about Westerns? I don't know, actually. You don't need to know anything about Star Wars to watch The Mandalorian. It no, is, is it still sci-fi? Yeah, yeah. It's it's she doesn't like it's 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 much more it's much more akin to Firefly than it is to a Star Wars movie. She likes her fantasy sci-fi muted. Uh, like if it's gonna be there, like like it, it has to be like a D plot. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, she doesn't like she's she just doesn't okay. understand then the comic pop- books. She doesn't understand the war the the wars. It's, they're they're the all stars they're, or they're the almost all there's like a thin narrative that t- ties them all together. But otherwise, it's just like little missions. Each one is a little mission with like yeah. a cowboy and a bunch of other like outlaws. I'll, look, I'm going to try. I'll pitch it to her as a Western. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. It's, and it's, Lisa, if you're listening to this, I love you very much. <laughs> She's not listening. <laughs> she does listen to the show. Really? Yeah. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Shout out to Lisa. What up? Shout out to Seymour Drow. Oh, oh, I got it in this you time. You got it in this time. 
<laughs> Who's the other person we shout, shout out? out to Emily? Shout out to Emily. Uh, I guess that's it. That's it. Uh, let's get the hell out I of here. I can keep going. Oh, and another thing. Yeah. But I, th- there's, there's too much. It's Star Wars. It's too much. I, mean, I need to see it again. Let's plug, let's some, plug some stuff. Let's, let's plug some stuff. Let's, 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 and let's uh, call it a decade. Call it a decade. <laughs> uh, why don't you go first? Um, I have some good news for the people of Vermont. <laughs> Hello, people of Vermont. My name is Nelson Lugo, and I am going to be a magician who's going to be in your state on February 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, I think. Uh, I have to get a little more clear on the dates and the details, but I'm going to be bringing my solo show, Cheating Death, Magic uh, Memoirs and Mortality to the uh, Grange Hall Cultural Center for their one and only festival, which is their uh, which is their winter season of theater, where they bring in solo shows from all across the country. And I got selected. I believe I'm uh, one of 12 shows that got accepted. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be performing some magic and telling some stories. And if you want to know more about it, you can visit me on the social medias or my website, which is nelsonlugo.com. That's excellent. Yeah, I think so. I was just in Vermont and I had a lovely time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Your cats are freaking out. They're always freaking out. Yeah. They know what they look like. (laughs) Uh. Should I plug some stuff? Sure, plug Great. the things. On, um, you know, typically we only plug stuff in the following month, but look, we just did two episodes in a row, so. Yeah, the, the over-under on a third consecutive episode is pretty slim. I'm not saying we're planning to take January off. In fact, I would love to do another episode next month, get some guests in here. Yeah. I'm just saying, just in case. Just in case. Let's cover some bases. Yeah. On Saturday, February 1st, I will be with the Pink Room Burlesque as they host, or as I host, the... I think the ninth annual Miss Twin Peaks pageant. Cheapers! This has been nine years. Yeah, um, wow. there's always you know it's it's the Pink Room is a burlesque tribute to Twin Peaks and the other works of David Lynch. But once a year, usually in January, February at at Joe's Pub, which is an amazing venue in New York City, uh, we do the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, and that is our biggest show of the year. And that will be on Saturday, February first, and again at Joe's Pub. I don't even know who I'm hosting as, but I'm sure. Francine the Lucid Dream will convince me to do like five characters with costume changes <laughs> and I will do it. Yeah, you'll do it. And then after that, the big news is in February, I am going on tour again. Again? This time with MC Lars and the Double Clicks. Nice. Well, the Double Clicks are only going to be there for the final seven dates. Nice, nice. It'll nice. be Lars and I for the whole time. Um, we will be on tour from uh, February 5th until February 26th. Wowzers. We will be in Boston, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Carborough, North Carolina, Orlando, Atlanta, Austin, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Minneapolis, Chicago, Cleveland, Ann Arbor, Columbus, Ohio, and Rochester, New York. Uh, and uh, for details on all of those dates and tickets, please visit nerdcoretour.com. Wowzer Dowsers. That's a lot of dates and a lot of places. I love MC Lars. I'm excited to go back on the road with him. And I love the double clicks and I've not toured with them before, so I'm very excited for I, I I am a big fan of the double clicks clicks and I'm a big fan of Lars. Uh I wish, and, and there's a third act on the tour. That's it. 
That's oh man, that, man, we were we were having such a warm holiday Star Wars <laughs> moment. Um, so that date in Brooklyn, yeah, do you need a DJ? Oh, maybe it'll be the second show of tour. Like yeah. we leave and then we come back the next. Yeah, day. I know it's in Ridgewood. I know how random is that? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done a show in Ridgewood. I don't think. Um, you can say no. I if you are if you are game, oh, I'm game. I'd love to have you. I'd I'd love to be there. Great. So that is uh, February sixth <laughs> at Trans Pecos oh, in wait, Ridgewood, wait, Brooklyn, wait, New York. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Shave the Dark Lord featuring. Wait. Nope. Nope. I'm gonna be in Thailand featuring his tablet. <laughs> well, anyway, we almost made it happen. We'll do it again. You're go go to Thailand and have a nice. Yes, I'm. I'm I'll be in Thailand. Um, all right. I guess that's it. That is it. Let's get the fucking laser sword out of here. Excellent. Folks, this has been episode 71 of the Epic Piecast. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Be safe, internets. Old Lang Sun. Happy New Year, Schaefer. Happy New Year, Lugo. Thank you for listening to the Epic Piecast. We'd love to listen to you, too. So send us your feedback, questions, love mail, hate mail, recipes, and fan fiction to epicpiecast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, or subscribe via Spotify or Stitcher. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Piecast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You remember it must it was either the seventies or the early eighties when uh Bill Murray was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He did like a lounge singer character or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Star, Star Wars Talking about Star Wars. That's all I know. <laughs> Look at those Star Wars. All of those wars. <laughs> yes, he was a lounge singer. I wonder if he was channeling B. Arthur from the Christmas special. Perhaps he yeah. was. Or Carrie Fisher. Or Carrie Fisher's the, cover uh, of the Star Wars song. Right. Happy Life Day, Schaefer. Happy Life Day, Lugo. Let's do this for another decade. Okay. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.